Welcome to Good, Bad, Better, the show where we look at the good and the bad of an app, show, movie, game, or concept, and also look at how to make it better. I'm Drew Allen. Before we start, a quick thank you for listening, rating, and reviewing the show, and I hope you'll follow along on Instagram, at Good, Bad, Better Show. All right, time for the show. First off, there's going to be spoilers for The Suicide Squad. All right, today's topic is The Suicide Squad. Not to be confused with Suicide Squad, which was uh, pretty terrible. Uh, No, this actually, it doesn't seem like adding an article to the beginning of a title would have that much impact on the movie itself. But in this case, wow, what a difference. And um, points, if you can tell me the actual company that used to use that slogan, wow, what a difference. Um, Anyways... Uh, so yes, I saw it today. I actually had a rare weekday off and I took advantage of that. I'd been wanting to watch the Suicide Squad for a long time, but just with life and kids and everything, my only option thus far was to wait until like 10 PM and try to watch it and keep the volume low, etc., etc. And I didn't feel like doing any of that. So today I finally had a chance to sit alone in my house and watch the duration of this film, and it was really good. I gotta be honest, I sat down to do notes for this uh, exact episode to talk about it after I, right after I watched the movie, and honestly, I mean, I, well, let's just get into it. Um, the good is most of it. Um, I thought the cast was fantastic. I loved uh, seeing Idris Elba, I thought he really just nailed it. I mean, when does he not? But still, it just it felt right. His his character, just kind of this grizzled, kind of anti-hero person, uh, it just did such a great job. And so did everyone. I mean, even Margot Robbie. I was never a huge fan of Harley Quinn. And, and I mean, obviously, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But she's she did a she she managed to do a job that was like she perfectly encapsulated kind of the whimsical and dark nature of Harley Quinn's character and also did it in such a way that wasn't uh, I won't say it wasn't over the top, but it wasn't annoying, um, which I have experienced in watching I actually watched the Harley Quinn movie, and it was actually a little bit better than I was expect. I actually watched the Harley Quinn movie, and it was a little bit better than I was expecting it to be. But it still was just like, it just felt like uh, at times it was just like too much. And maybe it actually just goes to the fact of it being an ensemble cast and her not having, you know, the bulk of the whole, you know, kind of protagonist journey. But... I thought she did a great job. I loved Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. I thought that was a great. Um, it, it, man, it was there was so many memorable and interesting characters. I I definitely my guard is up against kind of tertiary comic book characters for some reason. I don't totally understand why, but it's just sort of like I I tend to roll my eyes a little bit and be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to care about this guy. But this movie did a great job of introducing a bunch of those characters to me right away and yet I actually was just sort of there for it I can't totally understand or can't articulate 
what was that different about it for me, but it was really, really well done. Obviously, the storyline itself I thought was great. Um, you know, with Suicide Squad as a concept, you kind of know what you're getting into. These are crazy, off-the-books kind of dark missions where it's high risk, and these are, you know, people that were in prison and all this stuff, and they're microchipped or whatever. They have a little explosive device. You can, I mean, this is stuff that's not, you know, not news to anybody who was going to watch this movie, I don't think. But it still managed to take me in places I wasn't expecting. I loved the slow burn of the cast of characters that were back in Amanda, I think it's Amanda Waller's office, and if I'm getting that wrong, I apologize. But back in like the headquarters office, as it were, the I loved the slow burn of a plot there that kind of, you know, the cast of characters that they put back in the office, and I thought that was really well done, and just, I don't know, it was an interesting, even the Tarantinoing of the plot a little bit in terms of like, you know, obviously, first off, there's going to be spoilers for the Suicide Squad. If you haven't seen it yet, you know, for the price of a movie ticket, you can not only see the movie on HBO Max at your own leisure, but you can also access the entire HBO Max library for a whole month. And then if you like it, you can keep it. But, you know, either way, for the cost of one movie ticket, you can see this movie and a bunch of others. So highly recommend you do that. Or go to a movie theater. I personally uh, had a really quick withdrawal from going to the movies um, in person. I went to several in a row. And then when the COVID spike happened, um, for those who may not know, I'm in Florida. So we are leading the charge in many ways in terms of COVID infections, COVID hospitalizations. And so one of the things that went right back off the table for me was going to movie theaters. Because, you know, not going to do that. So I did... I really liked getting the chance to watch it on HBO Max. And the so the story was great. The characters were great. I thought the acting was done really well. And really, the even just the cinematography was... I mean, it's it's just awesome. I don't know. It's It managed to be... I appreciated with, you know, the R rating getting... Just there wasn't any... You know, for a movie that's this dark in nature and the characters that are this, I don't know, visceral, it felt it would have felt weird for them to be pulling punches in order to keep it PG-13. And I really like that they just didn't even consider that. They just went for it. And there's lots of just wow kind of scenes and moments and fights and just fantastic. I don't know. The special effects were great. I loved the villain and that whole concept uh, which I did I have learned was actually from comic book series it's so crazy what they can take and make into this incredibly larger than life blockbuster feature film and yet still be able to point back and say oh yeah back in 1984 this exact plot was part of a uh, Marvel or sorry <laughs> not Marvel it was part of a comic book universe thing actual comic books that got published you know a short run series about something that is literally this and so man i, I don't know I, okay let's take a look at the bad um and i legitimately am struggling to find the bad in the film 
the only things I can think of... Mm, uh, so, a couple of things. One, the, one of the biggest things I can think of that I didn't like was the fact that in the trailer and in some of the marketing materials and just like the rumors fueling the internet, um, you see these guys, you know, if I hear Nathan Fillion is going to be in a movie alongside Idris Elba and alongside John Cena and playing, you know, this kind of superhero type of character or, super, you know, anti-hero kind of person, man, I want more of that, right? Uh Nathan Fillion is a national treasure. So I just, you know, I think if anything, the biggest thing that I thought was bad uh, in the film was the fact that some of these really cool characters either A, didn't survive the movie itself, and I'm speaking mostly of Polka Dot Man. I would have loved to see more of him. And the other, or they just died way too soon in the film. We didn't even get enough of them in the movie. And that would definitely be Nathan Fillion's character, even Pete Davidson's character, and technically, like, the weasel. Um, these are people that I would have wanted to see more of. Oh, and uh, Flula Borg, as I don't even remember the guy's name. I don't know if it was called Javelin, because he had a Javelin, but his character, uh, I would have loved to have seen more of all of them. Uh, that would have been great. But if you've already seen the movie, you're well aware that a lot of those characters die in the first 10 minutes, and that's it. They're gone. Uh, and that was disappointing. That was legitimately disappointing to me. Um, I would have wanted to see more. So in terms of what's bad, so far mostly it's just that the stuff that was good, I didn't get enough of it. <laughs> and I guess that speaks well to the film. Uh you know, uh, I would have preferred more other characters from the DC universe. That would have been nice to see a Batman represented or even Superman make a little quick appearance or something. Also, it would have been nice if some of the characters, and I'm thinking mostly of who I believe is Deadshot, Will Smith's character from the other Suicide Squad movie, I would have liked to have more of an explanation of why some of those didn't Either not necessarily why they didn't make it, but where they were in the universe. You know, you know, speaking of the universe itself, like why weren't they a part of the Suicide Squad or whatever you call it? I don't know. Just, just thinking out loud in terms of that stuff. And I'm sure there's other characters from the Suicide Squad movie that didn't make it into this Suicide Squad movie. And I would like I don't even remember them because you know, like I said, it wasn't great. But it would have been cool to see more of reasons why or see more of their characters still represented for continuity's sake, I guess, is what you'd call it. So yeah, in terms of that, uh, yeah, that's sort of the, I guess it's sort of the bad. Um, I don't really know how to make it better. That sounds, I feel like maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe time will tell. Maybe I shouldn't be doing these immediately following watching a movie because I'm just going to be too gushing about how great the movie is. Um, there's a lot of self-doubt I'm having in this moment as far as how amazing this movie was. But I have, I had decently high hopes for it, and it really did. It kept my attention. I remember pausing it at one point and thinking that it had to be near the end of the film 
And I was upset about that. I was actually disappointed because I was like, oh, I just want this to go on more. And I was worried that the movie was about to be over. And there was still like 48 minutes left in the film when I paused it. So I was like, awesome. That's fantastic. This is what I want. I want more of this movie. Um, So I think that if anything, uh, James Gunn is just uh, masterful at making these seemingly mundane or mediocre comic book heroes, nothing that ever became household names, so to speak, and uh, turning it into a truly compelling, entertaining, funny, action-packed, you know, but it still had some really cool character arcs, characters that were beginning were kind of normal good guy type characters that ended up being not good guy characters, characters that were, you know, as you might expect, some of these anti-heroes ended up having, you know, underneath it all some certain sense of code or morality that kind of forced them to make a right choice and stuff like that. Man, I got to be honest, uh, you know, there are spoilers in here, but that moment when, you know, Amanda Waller gets slugged upside the head with a golf club because she was about to kill everybody with the little explosive devices. Ugh, that was just great. Love that. Um, it was such a cool moment. Um, in terms of just like, you know, you kind of, because not only do you expect that those, that little explosive device, it's funny because it works as a plot device as well, but that little explosive option, you kind of expect that to come into play later in the film. And of course it does, but you also expect that in a James Gunn movie where so many characters have already died, it just, I wouldn't put it past them to have just said, yep, well, there you go. They're all dead now. And, you know, there'd be some sort of strange twist to the movie at the end. But ultimately, that would be pretty disappointing because there's a lot of characters in there that we've grown to love over the course of the film. And so it was like you just weren't really sure what to expect when, you know, she starts going for those explosive buttons back in the office at headquarters. So, you know, like I said, really the only way I could make this film better would be to have, you know, maybe more of it. Or, which, you know, uh, judging by the after credit scene is actually something we might get. So, you know, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so, I think really that about sums it up. There's just, you know, so... Oh, you know what? One extra thing. I think I wouldn't have minded seeing more of the Rat Catcher before we meet the Rat Catcher 2 or kind of in flashback form. I would have liked to have seen more of a flashback on the Peacemaker and what his more of his backstory and stuff like that. Oh, man. The scene when Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport, when he is talking on the phone in prison to his daughter, that was like powerhouse kind of scene. And they both did phenomenal. And just like, oof. What a, what a, what a gut punch. But, um... Anyway, so the film is great. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And really, that's um, that's kind of all we have for the show today. Obviously, if you like the show, or if you just like me and want to support the show, you can follow along on Instagram, at GoodBadBetterShow. And uh, yeah, I will see you in the next one. Imagineville, 